You're listening to That Music Podcast with me, Bryson Tarbett. I'm the music educator and blogger behind That Music Teacher and ThatMusicTeacher.com. Join me as I dive into what it really means to be a music educator. I hope that you're able to find a nugget of inspiration each week as I share my favorite ways to create purposeful instruction through active music making. So grab a coffee, sit down, and let's get started. This episode is brought to you by ThriftBooks. ThriftBooks.com is the largest online seller of used books in the United States. They pride themselves on offering the lowest everyday price on used books on the web, with over 13 million books in stock. Everything from classic children's books like The Little Engine That Could to the latest thriller by John Grisham. I've used ThriftBooks for over two years now, and I can't recommend them enough. To save 15% off on your first order, plus free shipping on orders of $10 or more, go to thatmusicteacher.com slash thriftbooks. Again, head over to thatmusicteacher.com slash thriftbooks to save 15% off on your first order, plus free shipping on orders of $10 or more. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to That Music Podcast. Today, I have Jackie Simga, who's going to be talking about taking a moment and make sure that we're taking our, care of ourselves as teachers uh, during these unprecedented times. Jackie, thank you so much for taking some time out of your day to talk to me. Thank you so much for inviting me, Bryson. I am so, so pumped to chat with you again. So for those of you that don't know, Jackie joined me on one of the last um, midweek check-ins over on Instagram and Facebook um, back in the day over at Wednesdays Live. Um, And I'm so glad to be able to have her on the podcast today to talk about some ways that we can make sure that we're really kind of putting on our own oxygen mask first as we're trying to take care of our families and our students as uh, the coronavirus uh, pandemic is getting um, pretty crazy out there. So, Jackie, before we get started, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? So, where and what do you teach um, and how you got into music education? Yeah, absolutely. So, I currently teach in Fort Worth, Texas, and I've been a I've been teaching for 5 years now. Last summer, I got my Kodai certification with Phil Taka and Miho Hulahan, who were the authors of Kodai today. And I, the way I got into music education, so I was involved in choir like my entire, basically my entire like middle school and high school um, life. And I just, I just absolutely loved the um, choral experience that I had. I really thought I was going to be an element. I I thought I was going to be a high school choir director, honestly, because that's such a big thing in Texas and auditioning for Allstate. Um, but when I got to college and majoring in music, I just absolutely loved the elementary world. And so it has been my, my home for the past five years. And I just, I love working with children so much. I think it's, it's just, it's the place to be, honestly. Awesome. And then outside of teaching, you also do some life coach, um, some life coaching. So can you tell us about how you got into that and what, where you're at in that process? Yeah, absolutely. So I am currently finishing up my certification with a company called Hungry for Happiness, and their mission is to help end the battle with food and body by, um, by addressing underlying emotional causes that fuel emotional eating and binge eating. And what I've found is that um, a lot of what I've been learning has been very, very uh, applicable to uh, the aspects of like time management and uh, solving the root causes, root causes of procrastination and overworking. And so the way that I had gotten into 
um, this and the reason why I wanted to pursue it was a few years ago, I had gone through the worst burnout phase of my career. It was, it was really, 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 a, um, a difficult time for me. It wasn't just, it wasn't just the, the stresses of teaching, but there were just like several things on top of each other that had just, had just compounded into a really, really bad phase for me. And so like that, that moment in my life, um, it was the end of the school year. And if people have been following me on Instagram for a while now, they probably knew that I had this account called Cocktails and Kodai. And um, a few years ago was when I had had two students who had passed away from domestic violence. And it just like really, really, really sent me into a really hard tailspin. And I imagine. Yeah. Yeah. It was like, it was, it was one of the worst things ever. And um, it wasn't that death was, was not new to me, but, but um, in that regard, it just, it had kind of resulted in a domino effect of several things of how, how I wasn't taking care of myself. And it really showed me, um, it really forced me to kind of look at some of the root causes of why I wasn't taking care of myself. Um, and how, not just that event, but like once I had kind of gotten over that, um, it was, it had caused me to kind of figure out like, how am I, how am I setting myself up to, to take care of my future self and not just take care of myself in every single moment or just like in reaction to um, a stressful life event, but just how can I set myself up for success no matter what happens externally? So, um, and it has proven to be so helpful for me in the past couple of years because um, what, what with our circumstances right now, you know, I'm, I'm at this place where, you know, even though, even though we're going through this worldwide, um, crisis right now, the gift that I'm experiencing right now is just this, this calmness and this ease and this trust that I can handle whatever comes my way. Whereas like a few years ago, um, I was emotionally eating. I had gained a lot of weight and a lot of my relationships were suffering were were really, really awful. And, um, right now, um, I can say, you know, even though I feel a variety of emotions, um, I'm able to really step back and observe them and self-soothe them to get myself really back into homeostasis like every single day. And so this gift then that I get to give other people is, is really beautiful because I know, um, a lot of people when they, when they take care of themselves emotionally, then it, it, it really feeds into different areas of their life. Like their finances look better their relationships with their, with their family and their friends looks, looks better, their performance at work and their, their focus gets better. And so, um, that is really just a holistic kind of integrated approach that I take, um, when it comes to coaching others. I love that, that story that, you know, that the way you got into your coaching and and why you're behind it and why you want to kind of pass on that, um, that gift, which I think is a really honorable thing. So thank you so much for doing that. Yeah. So Jackie, why is now such a, an important time to talk about self-care and to make sure that we're taking care of ourselves as teachers? <sighs> yeah, this is such a good question. Um, so a lot of the time, 
um, I, I, I know, notice that when teachers feel stressed out, there's lots of different responses to stress, right? We might um, eat emotionally, turn to comfort food. We might overwork. We might just completely avoid and procrastinate. And so um, now being a time where we're, we're all just forced to kind of just like work from home and kind of like learn a lot of things on the fly, um, what's really important to to look at is what are the things that what what are our personal stress responses um, and in what ways are we taking care of ourselves well? What ways are we not really meeting our own needs in the most um, in the most healthy ways? Um, because so often, so and I remember this for myself when I found myself just like in this spiral of. Um, binge eating and emotionally eating my feelings because I was, I was just, you know, just not coping well. Um, I, I would, I would do those things and I would feel really, really ashamed about them. And, you know, truly when it comes to taking care of ourselves, shaming ourselves is never the way, um, to truly transforming for the long term. And so when we, when we look at ourselves right now in terms of how we are coping, maybe we are, we, maybe you are comfort eating. Maybe you are going to bed really, 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 really late, not getting a lot of sleep. Maybe you are um, forgetting to exercise. And if we do those things to never, ever shame ourselves for the ways that we're coping, um, because so often the way that we, um, cope now as adults, um, the way that we cope as adults, is often tied to the ways that we learned how to cope when we were children, when something really stressful happened to us. And so whether or not, you know, whether or not someone has um, experienced trauma, big T trauma or little T trauma, it's so important to allow ourselves to, to view our current coping mechanisms through a self-compassionate gaze as opposed to like, oh, I'm such an idiot. Like, I can't believe I did that. Or like, I'm so stupid. Or like, gosh, like there I go again. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, it's, so it's like compounding shame on top of shame or like shame on top of um, sadness or guilt or whatever. Having those secondary and tertiary emotions um, is a lot, is a lot to handle. And we're all going through this, you know? So um uh, taking this time now to allow ourselves to kind of just release any guilt, release any shame um, before we kind of make ourselves or try to do something else or um, change any habits that we currently have. I think that's, that's such a, a healthy way to look at that. Like, yeah, acknowledge what's happening, but don't put yourself down for it. Even if it's, you know, not a healthy reaction, you know, acknowledge that it happened, but don't blame yourself. Don't shame, be, become the shame, but move, use that to kind of move forward. I think is a very healthy way to look at it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so often it's, um, so often we try to like plan, <laughs> plan solutions for ourselves. And we try to like cognitively, um, think our way out of what we're feeling. Um, but, a lot of the times we just, we don't even need to do that. We just need to be with, um, be with ourselves as we're processing. Um, and so that softness is so, so necessary now. Um, and it could, 
it doesn't, it doesn't just have to look like um, compassionate self-talk, but it's like how off, how much do you just let yourself sit and do nothing um, and let that be enough as opposed to, I have to fill this time um, with doing something. I have to, I have to let myself feel productive. Otherwise I'm not going to feel good enough right now. Or I feel like I'm not, I'm not really doing a good job, but it's like really the biggest priority right now is, is, um, my philosophy is like when we spend, when we, when we allocate all of this time to our own, our own emotional processing and our own, our own healing, then from there we can, we can give from such a, from such a more abundant place um, as opposed to like, Oh my God, I'm so drained and I hate my job. I hate my kids. You know? <laughs> Yeah, I'm definitely in that place where um, I'm making sure that I'm taking time to do nothing because I'm the type of person to jump a thousand percent into something and just keep keep filling my time with more and more things. Um, And I think part of that comes from, you know, just the reality of, you know, the past few years of my life and even going back to undergrad, you know, being a music ed major is a busy, crazy thing. And, you know, being a music teacher is like a crazy thing. You're running around like a crazy person all day. And then now we're kind of at the point where we're, I don't have that much to do (laughs) and it's driving me nuts. (laughs) So I'm trying to make sure that I'm not just kind of shoving more into my day that I'm taking some time and just doing reading and reading for fun, not reading a textbook or not reading um, a repertoire book or (laughs) things that um, can take care of me while I'm trying to transition to this online learning. Mm, Yeah. Yeah. That's such a good point that you bring up. And um, that reminds me a lot of um, a few years ago, how I, <laughs> a lot of what I thought was the answer was like, let me just consume all the things, not just food. For me, it was food, a lot of food, but like also like, let me consume all this information because I don't think that I'm, um, I don't think that I know enough right now or like I need the sense of control. So I'm going to like consume all of this, this media, or I'm going to consume these, these different workshops and what have you when really, what if your body is just like asking, asking of us, our bodies are just asking us to um, let ourselves be absolutely 100% accepting of where we are right now. And so that's a, that's a huge part of what I, I guide my clients with. So what are some of the self-care challenges that we teachers might face when teaching remotely, especially those of us that are kind of thrown into the fire due to this um, the COVID-19 pandemic? Yeah, so I see a lot of people who are struggling with overwhelm and um, the ability to just like not not understand how to handle new things given to them. And a lot of what overwhelm is kind of, is kind of tied to is this, um, it is your ability to trust yourself to handle the outcome. And so a lot of what I kind of look at is, well, how much do you, how much do we have the ability to kind of like, not only, um, not only realistically give ourselves, um, in terms of time management, how much can we realistically give ourselves um, in terms of what I know I need to get done for today? And then like letting that be enough as opposed to like, I'm going to have this expectation for myself to do all of these things. And then I'm going to feel really, really bad about it if I don't complete it. So it's like every single day um, when you're planning out your day and how you're going to spend it. um, What I do um, a really great practice is like, 
planning your day in advance, but then like allowing yourself at the end of every workday, you know, when you plan in advance, I'm going to turn my computer off and I'm going to turn my phone off at like 4 p.m. every day and just be like, all of these things that I did are enough. And that concept of the things that I've done um, being enough is very separate from my own idea and my own self-concept of my self-worth of like those things that I'm doing is enough. And me in my own state right now is enough as well. And so that idea of um, if we were, if we really want to, if we really want to shut off our laptops at a certain amount of time and not like have this, have these lingering thoughts when we're going to bed, then it, we have to look at the root cause of like, well, how much do I, how much do I trust myself that, that what I am doing is enough for today and that tomorrow I'm going to give myself the opportunity to, um, to continue and, and, have myself be rooted in that idea that I am enough no matter what I'm doing. And so when we don't have that, it's like we don't have this felt sense of safety within ourselves, which is really what we're all craving right now. It's like, I don't, I don't feel safe in my body right now as I am. So I'm just gonna, I'm going to, (laughs) I'm going to overwork or I'm going to numb out and I'm going to do all of these other things because they feel good. When in reality, it's just that like, how can I, how can I let myself how can I let myself be feel so good and so whole and so complete with everything as it is without needing something external, if that makes sense. Yeah. I I think so many of us, I'm definitely guilty of this on so many occasions. We're just, we're trying to regain some sort of control in a situation where we have none. (laughs) Um, And and I I think that's something that we really need to be careful of because again, we're not going to be in control. That's the, the situation doesn't lend itself to that. Um, so it's just kind of balancing everything to make sure that we're doing things in a healthy way. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, a really big thing too is that that I see a lot of people doing is that um, the difficulty of uh, setting boundaries and maintaining them. Oh, be- for sure. <laughs> because not just um, <laughs> not just boundaries around work time, but or like I'm going to stop working at this time every single day. Um, but boundaries with other people as well. Um, in terms of like when, and, and I deal a lot with like time management with my clients. And so like, if you know, you're going to, <laughs> if you know, you're going to check Instagram for an hour, or if you know, you're going to, um, or if you know that people are going to come into your, your office or something to bother you, it's like, how can we effectively set these boundaries and communicate them in advance, not just with others, but with ourselves as well. Um, so that like the time that you have to work on whatever you need to work on is going to be protected and like setting aside time for those things that would have interrupted you. So like whether it's an Instagram message or it's an email or it's your dog wanting to be petted (laughs) or walked and, and really like letting yourself like schedule in time for those things too. Cause it's like, if you know, you're going to feel, if you know, you, you're, you're feeling really heavy or if you're feeling, um, if you're feeling a certain way and you, and you, you know, you want to do certain things to take care of that, then, then setting aside that time to process those emotions so that, you know, those, those emotions, you can kind of tell your brain that, you know, we're going to do those things just not right now. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) One thing that I've done to kind of set a boundary is it's made a huge change. I just took my work email off of my phone 
because I was getting so many emails after my contract hours, like after school was over, um, especially, you know, later at night and stuff. And it was just kind of, it kept bringing me back into that space um, when I didn't necessarily need to be. Um, so now, you know, I just, I, I check it multiple times throughout the day. Um, but then I don't have it constantly giving me notifications during, you know, when it's my time, which has been a really big change and really helpful. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That's a huge thing that I work on. So like in terms of like digital distractions and how do we focus in the time in, in this time of like working remotely, that's so big. So like one really big thing that I do and that I recommend that my clients do and anyone who's listening to this, um, is like completely turning off every single notification. And I know that feels like really uncomfortable for some people. Cause it's like, we want this like dopamine hit of like, Oh my gosh, like someone reached out to me or someone wants to talk to me and like, yay, like a real human being that I get to connect with. Right. But it's like, <laughs> it's like this, this, um, it's this gift that we're giving to ourselves, our own brain and, and the other person's brain of like, Hey, I'm like working right now. And I I'm, I'm going to respond to you at this, at this particular time. So like every single day I check my emails and I, I respond to all messages at like around four o'clock or what have you. So that, because I know, I know my, I, I know I'm recovering from like the uh, too many tabs open syndrome in my brain, <laughs> not, not just on my, like my computer browser, but just like my brain. So it's like, how do I like keeping myself <clears throat> so accountable to the boundary of like, okay, I'm only going to have like this one tab open. Um, or I am going to completely exit out of all of these running applications that are just eating up my, my battery life. And, um, and even like our desktop too, like I have, I used to have on my school computer, just like tons of files on my desktop, which just like felt so cluttery. Oh no, I I can't have anything on it. (laughs) Yeah, 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 exactly. So it's like once, once we like clear out that external clutter, um, then that like really helps a lot with our internal clutter as as well. Cause it's like, I don't see, I don't see anything else except the thing that I know I'm working on or I'm not being notified by anything. Um, and sometimes that my husband will be like, why aren't you answering me? And I'm just like, Oh, I forgot to tell you. I'm not looking at my (laughs) (laughs) So, um, yeah. Oh my gosh. Boundaries are so, so, so important digitally. Yeah. And I I think what is actually kind of nice about the situation is we're able to kind of set our schedules a little bit more like me, for instance, I, I kind of, I like to ease into my morning. So I might get up and I might just, you know, check a couple emails or grade a few things, but I'm not really into the creative process because my brain still isn't awake. Um, I, I know that personally, I do a little bit better. Um, if I like make my lessons after lunch so that I, I usually prep my lessons for the next, the next day, later in the afternoon rather than earlier in the morning. So I, I'm kind of flipping the schedule to work best for my own brain, um, which I think is really, really, really valuable during this time, especially. Oh yeah, totally. And like knowing yourself and like when your own energy is, um, when that is optimized, um, that's so important too. Cause like I personally would never work like right after lunch. Cause I just feel, I just want to take a nap. So, <laughs> so I get all my stuff done in the morning, all my creative work in the morning. And so, um, yeah, like having that awareness around like when, when is your energy and when is your brain, um, most optimal for, for those higher level kind of thinking things. And, and I personally, I reserve all that for the beginning. And then at the end of the day, um, is when things like email checking or what have you, that doesn't really need so much of my, my mental energy, um, that I save towards the end of the day. Um, 
personally that has helped a lot with my own energy leaking. Yeah. So there's, there's just a lot. Like I, I think we can all agree that there's just so much going around us. Um, and I feel like it's very normal to feel overwhelmed. So what advice do you have for music teachers that feel overwhelmed um, by trying to transition music classes to online? Yeah, so this is a great question. Um, I think the very, very, very first step foundationally is like allow yourself to feel that way um, and validate yourself in whatever it is that you're feeling. Because sometimes it might be, it might be overwhelm, it might be anxiety, and just like allowing yourself to just validate yourself first. I think so often we don't even validate our own emotions, um, and we're just like we're just pushing past them when it's like, well, if we push past them and we try to hustle and force our way through, then it's just, it's just going to come back. So, um, first of all, just like let yourself feel overwhelmed for a second and, and not, not need to hustle so hard. Um, because when we, when we release that, when we release that need to do so, um, we'll be able to work from a much more freer and flowier and easier place as opposed to like, oh my gosh, like I know I have to get this done and, and like this this feels so rigid and structured in my body. But it's like we don't we don't have to succumb to that idea. We can we can work from even even though like you know the collective world is really, really struggling and you might have some kids who are really, really affected by this. So just like letting yourself be exactly where you are emotionally. Um, and then um, pinpointing. So every, every feeling is created by a thought. And so letting yourself kind of like examine what are the thoughts that are creating these feelings of overwhelm, right? Maybe it's like, I can't handle this. Or maybe it's like there's never enough time or there's um or i feel so much pressure to be perfect right like figure out what is the thought that is creating this feeling of overwhelm and how can you dispute that thought um and the reason why like following that sequence is so important is because if you don't emotionally validate yourself um and you just like you know you get you get straight to like let's shift that thought um it's not gonna be as effective so it's like it's like the importance of, of honoring and letting yourself feel whatever you're feeling. And then from that place, like, okay, how can I really examine, um, what thoughts my brain is offering me? And then how can I be prepared to offer my, offer my brain something new, um, to consider as opposed to, um, not even acknowledging what you were feeling in the first place. And so from that, it's like when you examine those, those thoughts and like why, why you thought those things, um, then you can get really, really honest with yourself, brutally honest with yourself in terms of like, why am I feeling this way? And what do I really, really, really need right now? Um, though the idea of being able to express your own needs back to yourself is so important. And I cannot, I cannot stress that enough. Not just like I need a drink of water right now, or like I need to move my body, um, which I mean, in and of themselves, like we all need to do those things if we're working from home more, um, when we're so, when we're used to not doing that. Um, but yeah, allowing, allowing yourself to follow that sequence of, um, emotionally validating and, and capturing the thoughts that you that you think every day, um, so that you can work your way up to shifting um, and and thinking new thoughts on purpose, if that makes sense. Yeah, and I think we all just need to remember that no one is expecting this to be great. No one is expecting this to replace real education. All of we're all doing the best with what we can. So just give yourself some grace. This is going to be 
a crazy time regardless of what we do. So just give yourself some grace. Do the best that you can. Don't let yourself get beat up by um, those of you that are around you trying to be perfect. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I see that so much where it's just that like, and, and that's a stress response as well. It's like, I feel so out of control that, um, that I just, I just need everything to be, to, to look absolutely perfect and, and show that I actually am doing a really, really good job when it's like, when it's like all, all your kids really need right now is just to see your face and, um, to see your face and to see your loving smile and to let that kind of be, let that be, let that be enough. And maybe it doesn't, doesn't look like what your teaching looks like. Um, or maybe your, your teaching isn't, um, it, maybe it doesn't feel like what it felt like before when you had live music instruction in the classroom. Um, and allowing, allowing that. Cause a lot of my, a lot of my kids, um, uh, I teach at a title one school. So a lot of them are having a lot of trouble themselves. So it's like, it's like <laughs> not only, you know, is it difficult for them to just even log onto the computer, but it's like, um, that expectation that we have of ourselves to like be the very best musicians and be the very best pedagogues right now. Um, it just, it just will look different, you know? Definitely. So Jackie, what are some of your favorite uh, programs, websites, and uh, other resources that teachers can take advantage, take advantage of during this crazy time? Um, I'm going to say one that everyone has access to, which is sleeping. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. But no, seriously, it's just like these basic needs, right. Of, of, of allowing yourself to, um, get enough sleep and get enough, um, get enough screen time. I mean, honestly, I could, um, I feel like what everybody really needs right now isn't so much, um, isn't so much another thing to consume as it is like someone to just like a live human being. Um, and so, Um, I personally have, um, subscriptions to different, um, different, different memberships that have like nothing to do with music education because I just, I just need something that's going to fill this other side of me. So it's like, what is it that you need? That's like really, really, really going to fill you up. And so maybe for you, it's like, maybe someone needs to like, um, maybe, maybe someone needs to, um, have a virtual therapy session, or maybe someone needs to, um, do like sign up for virtual workouts and, and have those, have that be, um, have that be like your outlet. Um, I personally, um, I personally subscribe to a lot of like personal development and like, and therapists memberships. Cause I just like, I just love all of that. Um, and I just love like continuing this personal development work. Um, and I, it, as far as like, as far as, um, my, my personal favorite ones, um, I love, um, Liz Earnshaw. Liz, her name is Elizabeth Earnshaw. She's all about like, how do you take care of your relationships during this time? Um, she has a really, really great membership. Um, but as far as like teaching resources, is that, is that what you're talking about? More like teaching resources? Uh, no, just more of resources that sort of take care of ourselves as teachers. Yeah. Um, so Elizabeth Earnshaw has great membership that I just absolutely love. She's on Instagram at Liz Listens. Um, the holistic psychologist is another, um, is another person. It is someone is another therapist who has a great, um, membership site. Um, 
And, uh, yeah, so that personally, and then, I mean, those, if, if you already, if you already work with someone like a coach or a therapist, um, one-on-one to give you like the support that you need, that's absolutely fantastic because it's like customized to your support. But if you are looking for a community, um, those are some really, really great communities that I've seen online that is just like free, uh, not free, but, um, excellent psychoeducation, if that makes sense, around this, around um, how to really take care of yourself um, and your and your relationships. Um, and then um, during, or as far as like uh, teaching resources, if you have, um, I mean, honestly, like I love the community, I love my district, um, but I love to um, just reach back out to the cohort that I did my code A levels with and, um, find a way. I just like, I initiate the like, Hey, let's like brainstorm on this. Um, and even though our, even though our, um, teaching, even though our teaching looks really, really different, the one-on-one contact with people that I know and love and that I love and that I trust, um, it just makes so much of a world of a difference. I mean, and I, I am an introvert at heart, but it's like, (laughs) It's like, I, I have so much of an extroverted personality as well that it's like, I just need, I just need that, that, that daily contact with another human being with that. I mean, that might also be a music teacher, but also like has nothing to do with work, you know? All right, Jackie's. So where can we find more about you, um, online? Uh, so I primarily live on Instagram online. Um, my Instagram is genuinely Jackie. My website is, um, I just hired a branding, a branding and website developer. So that is under construction, but that will be at JackieSunga.co. Um, and then my, uh, I have a, I have a free newsletter that goes out every single week, which you can find at bit.ly slash music teacher mindset. And so every single week I, um, create newsletter newsletters based on teacher self care and finding, finding our joy again in, in ways that have nothing to do with, um, that have nothing to do with teaching and just allowing the rest of your life to, um, allowing the rest of your life to flourish um, and then if you want to see, um, my teaching <laughs> last year or last summer, um, I partnered with the authors of Kodai Today to, um, create teaching videos on their Kodai Today YouTube channel. Um, so you can just search on that channel and Kodai Today. I personally, on my Instagram, I like to keep it really real in terms of, um, the human experience. So, and, and I, I, I don't really share a whole lot of my teaching resources just cause I, I like to, I prefer to teach that, that information live in a live professional development setting. So you will not see a whole lot of my, um, my intellectual property online. Cause I just, I just love having it. I just love doing that sort of professional development work on, um, live. But, um, yeah, if you do want to see, um, what my teaching philosophy kind of looks like, you can head over to the code I today YouTube channel. All right, Jackie, thank you so much for talking to me today um, and sharing some really practical ways for us to make sure that we're taking care of ourselves, uh, during this absolutely insane time in education and in the world. So, uh, Jackie, thank you so much, and I really appreciate you taking the time. You're so welcome, Bryson. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of That Music Podcast. If you enjoyed the episode, please leave a review on iTunes, as this really helps new music teachers find the podcast. 
You can find the show notes and more at thatmusicteacher.com. And you can join the free General Music Mastermind Facebook group at thatmusicteacher.com slash mastermind. I hope that you have an amazing week making music with your kids.